0: All right, everybody working up. Everybody's working with that time jersey.
1: Here now, just days away from the AFC Championship game, the fifth consecutive one for the Kansas City Chiefs, and the second consecutive one for the Cincinnati Bengals. I'd just like to invite you, dear listener of Time's Ours, right here on The Athletic, into a brief vignette from just before we started recording the show. I was sitting here, sitting here, uh, talking to illustrious reporter Nate Taylor, who's been out at Arrowhead for what I have to imagine feels something like 19 hours for 14 consecutive days, because there's just a lot more going on out there. More press conferences, more people talking, more eyeballs on this game. And so at one many point, eyeballs. At one point, Nate said something that I've, I've learned the sentence to this sentence uh, many times over, especially now doing radio in the middle of the day, which sort of happens this way, which Nate went, yeah, I just kind of realized I haven't really eaten anything all day today. And then these crunches that you may hear entering your headphones or car speakers or phone speaker or whatever. Can we get one in full res, Nate? Can we just get one real crunch? if the crunch came through i didn't hear it but i hope the (laughs)
2: listeners did zoom zoom is just magical in its ability to cut out noise
3: i guess so because i'm really trying over here okay well that's good
2: (laughs) then
1: that's okay we didn't get to the payoff i will listen to this intro purely just to hear the crunch that you delivered when called upon Because the real issue here isn't that it's been a busy week with a lot going on. It's the championship weekend. This is a good time to be talking about Chiefs football. But the mistake that Nate made, nay, the rookie mistake, Nate, that you made, was going, yeah, my stomach's empty for uh, long enough that I'm physically feeling it. Let me just go ahead and pack that void with some chips. That right there is a mistake that's going to take you days to work back from. Nate, days. Days.
3: Yeah, I mean I had a I had a nice breakfast. Um you know, I had some uh had some pasta for an early lunch. And yeah, man, I'm just Look, I, I used to be, you know, on that Red Bull life. Obviously I've I've changed to espresso and, and coffee and look, man, we're deep into this grind of uh trying to project and report about what Sunday's gonna be. Um Yeah. You know, uh, I can't begin to describe how much I, although I'm going to try, how much I love championship week. Especially when two teams have played one another early in the season, have obviously played each other in the previous AFC championship game. And as much as they try to, you know, be appropriate. In the level of of sportsmanship that we all aspire to. We know damn well these teams hate one another. (laughs) And it's it's fantastic. (laughs) Um, I do have a criticism. Uh Uh-oh. For our mayor.
2: Oh, thank God. I thought it was for me.
3: Mayor Quentin today. Obviously, there's gonna be a bet with Cincinnati's mayor. I don't know who that person is. God bless him. We we offer Arthur Bryant's barbecue. And yeah, I want to start a fight right now. I oh, just man. that can't be who we that
2: look, it's a the championship. There is a percentage. Of oh, our man, listenership. I'm nervous about this. That is going to lose
3: their minds. Look, I just can't. They're, you know. Here's the <sighs> thing, Nate. Here's, if, it's here's a, I... if it's a skill position player, I would not describe Arthur Bryant as Travis Kelsey. I wouldn't even describe them as Darius Toney um, in this situation. But. You know that's me, and that's my preference. And look, it's championship week, guys. I just, I just want to get everybody charged up. Uh, but look, Arthur Bryant's is not is not the best we can come with. And what I'm trying to tell people is, oh my god, the v- I'm looking. Uh, by the way, I'm looking at the the video of Cincinnati Chili, and my goodness. So this
1: maybe is- maybe it is comparable. I don't. This know. This is the thing, Nate. This is the thing. <laughs> Do you need to send your absolute number one overall seed when the thing you're betting against is Cincinnati chili? (laughs) Like, we could have a barbecue bet against Skyline chili Chili? if we were like, yeah, so uh, you win, you guys send us Skyline chili, and uh, we win, we'll send you McDonald's chicken nuggets and some of their barbecue sauce. (laughs) And we're just going to go, like, we are still sending you the better meal.
3: So, I, I, hope, I hope people were realizing that, that that was ultimately where this plane was landing. Was, <laughs> I mean, it's skyline and show, saying, so... And I'm me! not saying anything bad about Arthur Bryant's, frankly, to be
1: honest. I haven't been in a very long time.
3: For a reason.
1: I don't know. I didn't say <laughs> that. That's what Nate said. <laughs> I love Kansas City Barbecue and anyone who loves Kansas City Barbecue. Ooh. Seth, you, of course, have really... um built a brand around your ability to to get barbecue either sent to you or you sent to the barbecue mm-hmm. and i also from from kind of the the opening uh situation we've we've found ourselves at I, I also wanted to know what you are currently being sustained by food wise not including uh hatred of the bengals um
2: <laughs> i uh <laughs> this is embarrassing uh today i i had to i had to stop at a gas station anyway and I hadn't eaten, so I grabbed a, a pepperoni roll from the deli. Like they they got like hot food at uh do they have Simonson's in Kansas City? No, I don't, what's, I don't what's I it called? believe so. It's like a big gas station with like a really nice car wash. Like, and I know it sounds weird to say like a really nice car wash, but it's like one of those ones, it's like really long and you you like you you put your car in neutral and it brings you through the car wash on a track. And like they they that's their brand is they kind of have like a market with some hot food. And I had a pepperoni roll and buffalo chicken mac and cheese from a gas station. Um, I tell you what, man, we it, we got quick trip around here. And if I
1: get lunch from a quick trip, I do not feel bad about myself. So I think you might have eaten the smartest food out of this
2: trio of us today. And you know what? Some gas station food, people can say what they want. And, and yes, is it garbage? Yeah, sure, of course it is. Does it taste good? Yeah. So why should I feel guilty for that? I shouldn't. That's no, you shouldn't. Don't um,
1: apologize for eating gas station food. They got a, I'm on their website right now. They got a tab that says deli. Like, you use the word deli. If you could do that with with a straight face, then I think it might <laughs> transcend gas station food.
2: Yeah. And it's and it's it's good. Like the flavor's good, and that's all I care about. Like I don't care how classy my food is. They got cinnamon I, rolls. Does it? Does it taste good? Did you say false? No, I, I no, I said I think
1: they, it looks like they got cinnamon rolls. I'm trying to decide. It says they freshly they, baked. It doesn't say freshly baked here. That's a real. I
2: would wonder. Yeah, you got to ask their their food is their food is solid. It's not bad at all.
0: Um, And and it's got a a
1: free plug for Simonsons and a free like hate campaign for (laughs) Arthur Bryant's in the first 10 minutes of this episode.
0: (laughs) I
2: can say one thing. And since we're doing this, I'm going to look. We want to spread more love than hate in the world. Right.
3: Sure. So I'm going to spread (laughs) some love
2: here. And I will say I find myself thinking about those loaded fries from Meat Mitch. Mm. like those those oh. really were oh. Oh. like the entire meal i appreciated and like i i really got hung up on on the 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 main sauce which might be a little sweet for some but like i found myself thinking
3: about those the we other day just like we man I, we could have <laughs> gave the cincinnati mayor meat. mitch yep but no
2: those loaded fries next to that chili—that's like, I mean, that's that's a uh, that's like the national football championship right there. We, we, that's the uh, the college football. You can tell yeah. I watch a lot of college football because <laughs> I say it. It's like the sporting event between those those young fellows who attend school with the George, ball that, that is not round. Man, we could have gave, we gave them.
3: You're right. Man, we could have gave them dudes. Char bar. Mm. Man, Charbroil's uh, terrific. I, don't, I need to Google this right now. Here's the thing, guys. Um, Here's the thing. We could legitimately do an.
1: I'm not kidding. Dead. Oh, honest. of course. We could do an hour just on our barbecue preferences around Kansas City. Oh and yeah. No matter what, Kansas City's winning the food bet. There's no. No way. There's I mean, no, no way. way. Like I like. I already. I'm I made the McDonald's example. That's as low as I'm going to go. And like again, I think you know, chicken McNuggets and uh, and McDonald's barbecue sauce. I. I know it's not going to ruin me, which I can't say about Skyline Chili confidently. I don't know that. Um, we went over this story when you had to go to Cincinnati last time. I know. Which is probably, we, we, one, which is, again. Shout look. out to the, the lady at the hotel. Yep. yep. Shout that out to her. That story will live in my mind forever, as
3: much as I'd rather it didn't. Look, man, Willie Gay says he's not impressed with the Bengals' offense. And look, the the mayors are giving each other subpar meals as a bet. <laughs> <laughs> AFC championship week, baby. Get it's going to be guys. live
2: at G E H a field at Burrowhead. <laughs> <laughs> I just offended literally
3: every everyone, time. everyone, every
2: <laughs> single one of them, but with in multiple ways, which by the way, Mike Hilton did a really good job. I think be like, ah, I'm just having a little fun, which by the way, people friendly trash talk, it's is fun. It's fun. <laughs> now, do I think the Chiefs, if I, I'm guessing, if I were able to ask the Chiefs players personally, if this is getting under their goat a little bit, I'm guessing it is. Mm-hmm. Willie, Gay, Willie Gay couldn't hold it in. Couldn't hold it in. He couldn't hold it in. Now, to be fair, Willie Gay did not play super well the last time these two teams played. Mm-mm. And so maybe that's why he takes it a little more personally. I, I just, the Chiefs, the Patrick Mahomes era Chiefs, have not had a, not just a nemesis, but like a, a, a team that has one on them, you know, ever since they conquered what the, the, you know, the, the Patriots kind of fell apart on their own, right? Right. And then the next year the Chiefs in their Super Bowl year, they beat the Patriots on their way to winning the Super Bowl. You know, that was kind of over. That was the team that was in the way. The, the Steelers... Giants, the
1: Giants kind of got that claim, but it's different. It's Super Bowls, NFC, and not something that you see frequently.
2: Right. Um, but like for with with for the Chiefs, like, you know, the Steelers used to womp them a mm-hmm, lot. Mm-hmm. And then they, you know, you know, destroyed them in the divisional round in a game that was like, oh, these two teams do not belong in the same field. Holy cow. Um, they're, they they don't have like a foe, and, and until the Bengals beat them again this year, because the AFC Championship was bad enough. But you could like, oh, my Mahomes playing crap. But then they beat them again for the third time in a row, and now you get all the burrowhead stuff, and you get them on you know talk shows like, wow, what? How can you possibly make an argument that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL if they lose to the if the Chiefs lose to the Bengals? The logic, flawless. By the way, that's why also if the Chiefs lose this game, um, Chris Jones is no longer the best defensive tackle in the NFL. It's it's just whoever on the defensive line of the Bengals. That's the rule. Um, also, Travis Kelsey, no longer the best tight end in the NFL if the Chiefs lose. It's uh, Hayden Hurst. Mm-hmm. That's, to how works, just, is, that's, that's how this works, by yeah, the way. That's how this works. That's how this works. It's just straight king of a hill. It's it's yeah well it's like uh, Nick Wright uh, made a comment that I thought was great. He's like, it's not the heavyweight championship belt, and and I, we joke around about the belt, but it's like, well, look at how Burrow's performed against Mahomes. Like, I know Mahomes should have been better in coverage. Like, <laughs> it, it drives me nuts because then, then and then, oh. look. man, oh. I, I this fired me up. Where someone I don't even remember who it was. I, I should you know what I'm gonna find a name for this quote, because it bugged me so much because of the rank stupidity and, and what it does to football discourse. The NFL is not basketball. This is not the same sport. One guy, there's limitations, even a quarterback. I, I, I got so upset. Uh, you know what? It's a guy that I think I generally like, Scott Kasmert. Elephant in the room. In five seasons as a starter, Patrick Mahomes would already have the most home championship losses in NFL history if, if they lose. The only quarterback with two such losses are Dan Marino, Steve Young, Cordell Stewart, Donovan McNabb, and Patrick Mahomes. He called that the elephant in the room. <laughs> the- that really is the part that makes it, that gives it the tone that you, Makes your tone appropriate. The elephant in the room. That's after saying there's only 34 teams who have had a lost a conference championship at home. Bill Cowher and Andy Reid account for eight of 34. Um, If Reid loses fifth, that's the most ever. The elephant in the room. Look, I, I, I understand that people want to have arguments, you know, and and everyone like in my mentions, we're talking about LeBron. I don't really get involved in NBA debates other than Michael Jordan's, obviously the goat. And like, I'm never going to engage in that on good faith because he just is. So, you know, what are we talking about? But the elephant in the room, as if the fact that you're losing with a very specific sample size of something is worse. That's the argument. That's the type of discourse we're having this week. And you want, that's why really, man, I really want the Chiefs to beat the Bengals because that kind of discourse we avoided it after the the Bucks Super Bowl loss to an extent because Mahomes clearly played so well despite it not showing up. Right, like everyone kind of, like even like the 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 Buccaneers wide receivers were like, "Holy crap, this guy's insane!" Like we've avoided the garbage discourse, and I fear we are a loss away from it. And as much as the fan in me wants the Chiefs to win, I also. <laughs> Really don't want to deal with that for six months. Or it wouldn't even be six months. It'd be until the Chiefs win a Super Bowl.
1: Nate, do you I, know do you know LeBron's finals record off the top of your head? I should and I can't. I, I just like by series, not not game to game. I've got game to game, which is not very useful.
3: Um, um he's he's won four championships, so two with the Heat. And so I think Cavaliers, it's Cavaliers one with four the and six, two. then maybe? Um That I believe that's the case. I will I uh, will do a quick uh,
1: googly. I got 10. I got 10 finals and then eight consecutively. So here's why. Here's why the LeBron thing comes up and why I do think it is the absolute correct take here is that LeBron gets more bleep for losing in the finals than anything. Frankly, than even Jordan did. Sorry. Sorry, Seth. I'm not making any claims. But then Jordan did for fizzling out before you ever had a chance to lose on the biggest stage. Right. Like that's that's Jordan never losing in the finals. So he won a championship every year of his career? No, he didn't. Oh, strange. Well, what happened those years?
2: Right. That is and, the and that's, that's the elephant argument. in the room. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a valid argument. And you know, if you wanna
3: you know <laughs> Jerry Reisdorf I, is the is the elephant in the room.
2: The elephant in the room. And like and, and I mean man, he just argued that as like, wow, historical context is important. And I was like, Yes, historical context is important. When you've played that many more of these games at home, odds are you're going to lose more. It's kind of like Tom Brady, if I'm recalling correctly, is the all-time loser in Super Bowls if it weren't for Jim Kelly. (laughs) Does that, like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, yes, a noted quarterback loser, Dan Marino. If anything, the fact that you get to these places and come up short, it might be demonstrative of how you're carrying maybe a roster that's not quite as good as the... The opposing team, who knows? But one thing I do know is the idea that it would be better somehow to lose in the divisional round or lose in the wild card round or not make the playoffs at all is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. And, and I apologize to Scott. He does a, he's done a lot of good work, but that is the dumbest take I've seen this week. And I don't usually do that. You know what I mean? Like I don't usually, Scott does good work, follow him on t- Twitter, whatever. But that was dumb. And, and legitimately a dumb bad take that slows down and inhibits actual good football
3: discourse. I've had a bad day. I think you so. Let's <laughs> let, let, let's figure out um, how many five step drops Patrick Mahomes is gonna have on on Sunday.
2: <laughs> Nate, you're done. So let's you you basically stuck the anyway. <laughs>
3: Five step drops, let's talk about it uh now look i was I was a bit leery wednesday um the first practice where we saw patrick Mahomes um for four minutes uh in the stretch period of practice uh at the start he did a jog, so that's the first positive sign he actually jogged, which he really couldn't do against the Jaguars in the second half of the game because of his right high ankle sprain. But today, on Thursday,
2: those handoffs,
3: we saw three-step dropbacks. We saw shotgun dropbacks. We saw him change direction in a relatively impressive manner considering the fact that he has a high ankle sprain that occurred less than a week ago. As I wrote on Twitter, his accuracy was absolutely excellent. Um, they don't let you film those parts of the individual period uh, to start practice. So as we're leaving, I look at Matt Derrick right in the eye of Chiefs of Chief Digest, and I say, well, the line is moved per my eyes. And then literally the betting line moved. So, I don't know what to think, guys. Because McCall Harbin practiced today for the second straight day. That's a good sign. As I've always said, Thursday is the most important practice of the week. Uh, Jody Fortson looked really good at times in the early personal practice. So, he might be the one that they elevate to the active roster. Get that 13 personnel a-going. On one part of me, it's like I've s i have I, I should I should I have seen this enough to know that Patrick Mahomes following an injury in the next game does do pretty wildly impressive things. And I also know that the Bengals are just as good of a team as the Chiefs are. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, guys. I don't know how. This offense will work. As I've reported, they'll have hundreds of plays to, to 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 pick and choose from. I I wanna see like if I was a Chiefs fan, I would wanna see them do the jet sweep end around action like mm-hmm. three or three or four times. I was gonna say fifteen or sixteen, but somewhere in the middle. Or I guess. fifteen or sixteen. Um if there was ever a time for Andy Reid to um Make everyone uh if it was if there was ever a time for Andy Reid to, to tell people that like yes, he does listen to uh all of us, it is handing the ball to Isaiah Pacheco twenty five times. It's just seeing what the results are. Violence. Um, yeah. That'll uh, be the result. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, um I got a phone call today. Uh this gentleman said, Well, you were in the room. Oh, uh, which I love my dad.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: well well, son, you were in the room. Um, and then he said something that I hadn't totally thought about, which is we assume that the Beagles are gonna try to take Travis Kelsey away, right? Right, right. And so his quote that I'm going to relay here for everyone to consider is his thought is Not necessarily Isaiah Pacheco. Obviously, you know, Travis Kelsey's excellent. You expect Mahomes to be um, as nails as possible. He said that he believes Juju Smith-Schuster needs to have a, quote, monster game, end quote.
2: You know, one throw that Mahomes was still drilled in the second half because he was still able to put velocity on the ball, still able to plant a little bit. The um was the back shoulder throw. And let's say if you're a defensive coordinator who intends on playing a ton of man coverage because you're not afraid of the quarterback torturing you with his legs anymore, you know what's really good against man coverage? Back shoulder throws. Juju Smith Schuster the best back shoulder throw guy on the roster mm-hmm. um by a fair amount unless tony has stuff and tony looks like he can do it by the way but you know juju's been the guy to do that so that i could see that i could see that cuz if you're the bengal's i mean this is a this is you know this is the game plan right we're going to rush for we're going to have someone jam kelsey at the line you know have a defender line up real wide try to jam him at the line have a defender on him, halo him, man coverage everyone else, two deep safeties, right? I mean, that's the game plan, isn't it, Josh? I'm not answering that question,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it just it, it feels so obvious that I, I I just I it's one of those things, right, where you start to uh you know the term I use you start to princess bride yourself, yeah. It's like, but you think that I think that we'll, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so I just, I can't really figure out what, what they would do. But I mean, his, his lack of mobility or maybe lack of mobility. He looked a lot better in those Wednesday videos. He did. Or th- L- Thursday, Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, it's yeah, Thursday. Yeah. Good Lord. But I mean, if you look at like how he's just even handing off the ball, mm-hmm. there was a stark difference there. And so I just, to me, Juju is kind of the combo breaker guy. And that's part of why they brought him in. Yeah. And so this is his chance to do that thing. And also he spent some of the season injured. So he didn't hit a thousand yards receiving, which is kind of a benchmark people look for. Um, If he can have himself, because, you know, his first playoff game was kind of quiet. He, if he wants to get a good payday or insure himself, I guess I should say, it's not a strong wide receiver market this year. So he's probably going to get a good payday regardless, but if he wants to insure it, this would be the time.
1: I think it's, this is probably a gross oversimplification, but it's definitely a gross oversimplification, but I think it might still be accurate enough. That idea of like, Hey, I I can't remember what phrase Andy Reid used a couple weeks ago on Juju up uh, talking about basically the oversimplification is can he do some vaguely Travis Kelsey things when the defense is focused on stopping Travis Kelsey? And so if that's your like the, the, the counter the combo breaker, I love that. I'll take any vague video game reference. Um I love I love that as one spotlight. We've already said a bunch of the names of the other pass catchers, and again, we I don't know that we've ever said verbatim here the, the full the full designation of full participant in practice these last two days for Mahomes. Hardman being the guy who was limited in these last two, like Nate said earlier. Is there, is there another element of a switch up that you guys are expecting from the Chiefs offense with any of those players where I don't know, Nate, if we're still on, Hey, it's January, late January at that. Maybe Sky Moore has a role here, or is it just unlocking Kadarius Tony? Or is there an, another gear in there somewhere that you guys are looking for? Um, Cause frankly, I, I kind of think I have more to talk about when the Bengals offense and Chiefs defense is on mm. the field. I want to give us time to get to that uh, on the other, the other side here. But um, what, do you, what are you thinking in terms of anything else to spotlight Chiefs offense versus Bengals defense? Obviously not knowing what sort of sickness Lou Anarumo is going to come up with because he's a madman.
3: Yeah. Um, I still think the Bengals could be at a disadvantage against screens. Bubble screens. Mm. Tight end screens running back screens like just hey um, if you want to drop eight that's fine Uh, we're just going to play on this side of the field we're going to cut the field in half uh, we'll see if Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith and um, Joe Tooney can can make some things happen in space Um, and when you're they're going to have to take two to three shots just to obviously establish that Mahomes can do that um, my best guess, looking at all the data, watching the matchups, seeing obviously what happened last month, it is two tight ends, so 12 personnel, which the Chiefs have been very good at this season because Travis Kelsey exists and Noah Gray is really someone you can trust as the secondary receiving option. But there's going to be a time where I would think in 12 personnel with either Noah Gray or Blake Bell on the field, or maybe both of them on the field, that MVS has to win. That it's it's a seven-man protection with either McKinnon and or Pacheco, um, one of the tight ends, and MVS has to win. He has to beat Jesse Bates. He has to beat Von Bell in a one-on-one situation. Um more likely in the middle of the field versus running a nine route down the perimeter. Um, That would be the thing that I would sort of identify, particularly when they get into the middle of the field. Um, Because MVS's two catches were in the middle of the field, downfield, and yes, uh, one of them in particular, the the Bengals blitzed. Um, And who knows? Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Um, But I think I think them operating out of two tight end sets, which says, we'll run the ball if you want us to, but also says we'll play off that and throw it as well. Um, because we have Travis Kelsey at our disposal. Um, I think they can live the entire game in that if for I think the majority of that game, I should say they can live the majority of that game in that formation. Um to help Mahomes, you know, be effective. And lastly. If I'm Lou Anarumo, if I'm Big Lou, guess what I'm doing, fellas? I'm blitzing on the first five plays of the game. I don't care what formation, what down and distance. I need to blitz you on the first five plays. And if we get burned, we get burned. But we did just gain some information. I think Cincinnati has to be really, like, the aggressor to decide, like, can he move, can he evade, you know, uh, a free blitzer. Can he, will he, will he dirt the ball, you know, to not take a sack, to not take contact, to not obviously get the the Chiefs behind the sticks because that makes it a lot harder, obviously, against a really good, well-disciplined defense. And look, if um, if you want to test their protection plan, blitz five straight plays. Um, and the information and the access you gain from that, you can
0: use it at your disposal later in the game.
1: Seth, you hope, uh, you hope Big Lou dials up some blitzes and, and gives Mahomes a chance to do the blitz-eating thing that he's done? Or are you spooked about where his footwork's going to be?
2: Um, I, I, I think that Reed and Mahomes are probably anticipating a blitz-happy plan. And so that's kind of what I hope they go with. It attacks an obvious potential weakness. But, again, to go – this is the problem with being, you know, thinking about this stuff in a strategic way to, you know, again, go all Princess Bride, you know, but Lou knows that they know
0: that he might do that.
2: <laughs> and it's its just blah. And so I, I think I that I, it makes sense to go after him. It's just when you watch that second half against the Jags, especially once I watched it, like – because I just got done reviewing the snaps um, – when you watch it non-emotionally, Mahomes was pretty machine-like out there by and large. It looked goofy because he was hopping around like on handoffs, but he still looked really comfortable, really comfortable diagnosing blitzes, finding the right protections. And they, I mean, it's not like the Jags didn't try to come after them. They they just couldn't find, they just couldn't find it. Um, and so, you know, with Lou, there's a that's the move. It's the obvious move. But again, if you know that they know you're going to do that, do you trust your team to execute it well enough to stop Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes from making you pay? And I think they will. I, th- I think that's the risk you're taking is, yeah, we're going to come out there on fire. And I think that's probably what they'll do. You know, we're going to, you know, set the tone. We're going to, you know, show that, you know, hey, you're playing hurt, but screw you. That's how this game works. And try to hit them. And I think you you come out there with blitzes. I, Mahomes has generally chewed those up. They did blitz pretty aggressively early in their last matchup as well. Mm-hmm. And that was a very big departure from how they played the last time. And so, you know, if you were going in a pattern, right, you'd think they'd back off a little here and say, hey, we don't think you guys can beat us one-on-one, and we think our pass rush can get home because you can't move. And so I could see that being being the that's probably the route I would go because it's a little safer. And we've seen Mahomes break teams with his mind before. So I I almost see it like the opposite, but I can see an argument for either one, because I wonder if Mahomes being a little nicked up leads Andy Reid more willing to say, oh, hey, they're backing off. Here's what we're going to do. Hey, Isaiah, I hope you're ready for a workout, buddy, (laughs) Um, because he ran the ball well in their first matchup. He did.
1: I've got uh, I got a guy on each side of the ball that I think this can be a legacy game for. It's a huge word, but I I think it applies. I'll give you my offensive one, so we can talk about him for a second. Not just Mahomes because he's has like legacy seasons. That's that's not uh, appropriate uh, for for Mahomes. But Orlando Brown Jr. was really bad in the previous matchup with the Bengals, and Patrick Mahomes is hobbled. And shout out to uh to Jason Anderson for for sniffing this one out because he he uh went through some of Andy Reed's appearance on Tom Brady's podcast of the week of yep. the AFC Championship game, which yep. I say in this tone of voice because if that was a mad lib, I would have dismissed it out of hand because I cannot I could not think of a less likely thing for Andy Reid to do this week than just be on Tom Brady's podcast. But I digress. And uh they, they asked Reed Jim Gray and Brady and they they asked Reed about you know hey does the offensive line need to need to step up here to protect Mahomes in this game and Andy Reed's answer was sort of along the lines of oh they know yeah 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 they 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 do need to protect their guy and they know that or something something along those lines which especially with Andy Reed's history as not just an offensive line coach but an offensive lineman himself i didn't take that as like a uh, a call out as much as a reinforcement of what your duty is here and the the Chiefs kind of had one of these moments earlier in the year as well. Then they got a better performance out of their offensive line. So I am fascinated to see how this comes together, not just in the blitz pickups and things like that that we've seen, but what happens when the Bengals do, most likely, inevitably, rush three for a little while. Because at times,
3: that's gotten home, and that can't happen this week. That cannot happen. That is, that is, that, I mean, that's, Can you imagine if that happens?
0: Mm. Mm. So what are
1: we looking for there from, from the line, from Orlando Brown, from, from the protection in a, not, not in the, we talk about the blitz side, but when the Bengals are bringing three or, or four, what's your guys' level of comfort in, in this matchup this time through? Because we've seen a lot of better performances from the O-line since the last Bengals game, but that is one that sticks in a lot of people's heads, and honestly, I think
3: reasonably so. And, and that, and that's that's the that's the beauty about this particular game at this particular time with these particular matchups is there's a question for everybody on this roster of prominence, um, and I thought the most telling quote today was from Eric Bieniemy, who said, "If you want to beat them, you have to out effort them." Because when it has gotten down to the fourth quarter, their effort has been better than the Chiefs. And so that is a coach that recognizes, hey, we got the plays. We got the quarterback. You know, if Orlando Brown does well on that three-man rush um, and gives Mahomes more time, Mahomes is probably finding, as you've told us before, Josh, he's probably finding Juju Smith-Schuster wide open in one of the zones. Um, but that, that requires maximum effort and, you know, not losing attention, um, in a very pivotal moment of the game, there's, this game is going to reveal so much about the chiefs beyond Patrick Mahomes Mm -hmm. and the roster itself is capable enough to be champions, but you've got to prove it. And there's no better team setting to prove it than on Sunday. Because DJ Reader is really good. Mike Hilton, really good. As I've said before, the whole defense is really good. Not great. Really good. Uh, by the way, the the, the best defense is, is probably with the 49ers again. Um, but the Bengals are very good. So um get the protections down and give your quarterback a chance that's that's kind of got to be the the overall thought and I'll just keep Eric Bieniemy's quote in my mind especially in the second half when obviously it's going to be there's going to be plenty of tension the game will probably still be close in the third entering the fourth quarter and who has who is smart and then obviously he has the effort uh, to maximize their their ability to to make winning plays. Seth, Sethana, you've got to dip slightly before uh, the the show actually wraps up here. So
1: I, I want to let you have the opening thought on the Chiefs' defense, the the Bengals' offense, when those matchups are out there. Uh, I'll I'll give you the hint. I'll save my spiel for the the, the next act of the show. But this. Could be a legacy game for Chris Jones for great reasons, for not so great reasons or for stupid reasons. But that one we can't really control. Um, So he's he's my answer there. I can I can dive into that more later. What are you looking for from the Chiefs defense? What what do you feel good about? What are you worried about? And where do you think the the game could turn?
2: Sure. And I get to stick around to the end of the episode. Fantastic. It's a big day, big day for all of us. Um, I'm sorry about the
1: divorce, but I think you made the right choice.
2: (laughs) Um, So just a quick thing. I think with Orlando Brown, I think you're 100% right. Um, Just on a side note, I think he potentially cost himself some money earlier this season, unless like it comes out about some injury or whatever. Um, And frankly, against the Jags in that first half. And now now, just on the side, Brown got blamed for some Hits on Mahomes that weren't his fault.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: There there were a couple of those. It was just blitzes and stuff. But he also, when, when I look in terms of like the flush plays, three of them from the first half, and then a a, a pretty big hit that he took in the second half. Um, though that was Brown's guy. That matters. And he played really badly against Cincinnati the first time. That was one of, that's the only game this year that I've gone back and charted his snaps. It was very poor. Um, So I agree with you on that in terms of the defense. I, you know, the Chris Jones stuff is just going to be what it's going to be. We'll see how that goes. I think in terms of like legacy games, at least early, this is a legacy game for this linebacker duo that Mm -hmm. the Chiefs have touted as kind of their like part of the core of the defense. Yeah. Because the Bengals really took advantage of Bolton in particular. The first matchup, Gay had some bad snaps too. Bolton had more. And the Chiefs have really talked a lot about building this defense around Nick Bolton. And he needs to show that he can avoid being... A weak spot when it comes to certain routes over the middle, certain coverages and stuff, as well as be a part of the solution in the run defense in all scenarios, not just specific scenarios. He's a good linebacker. I'm not, you know, there's a portion of Chiefs fans that are going to be very mad at me, but he has been targeted at times and, and has shown some weaknesses in certain situations. So I think it's an early legacy game for for nick bolton
3: and and to his credit um after their loss in december to the Bengals, um he said i have to improve i have to get better at tackling i have to get better at sort of seeing what joe burrow is seeing based on our coverages um it was clear in the first matchup at least this year that they said try to keep everything in front of you and then rally and tackle um and there's obviously advantages and disadvantages to that, but he didn't give them really any advantages because he missed Shamar J.P. Ryan about five times in that game. <laughs> and now Joe Mixon is in the mix, and Hayden Hurst could play the entire game. Uh, I think people might forget that Hayden Hurst had a calf injury mm-hmm. uh, that he re-aggravated, um, I believe, either late in the first quarter or early in the second quarter. So... um. They're gonna test him, you just know that um I think there's a chance that if you are going to blitz Joe Burrow, go and get up in one of them a gaps Nick hmm
2: yeah i I like them sending bur- or I like them sending Bolton early and often. Um, I think it benefits against the run game as well. And, you know, maybe I'm a little more comfortable with them sliding Brian cook down there as a replacement defender mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, replacing a blitzing Bolton.
3: And also, and especially, especially if they're going to be in 11 personnel, when you know, there's going to be three receivers on the field, mm-hmm. just about the majority of the time, but sorry, Josh.
1: No, that's okay. Because I, I will go ahead and make my, my Chris Jones case here. And again, If Well, I'll just, I'll, I'll lay it out. Here's, here's the, the ups and downs. And also I think little Nick Bolton heat up the middle could really, could really do some good things here because no matter how the Bengals approach it, I do think we can, we can have a conversation about Chris Jones legacy game because this is a team that is banged up across the offensive line, including the interior, a quarterback who has built a quick reputation for having the, clock in his head quick release quick decision making that makes edge pressure significantly less effective i'm not fully calling him tom brady i'm no steve spagnola who has no (laughs) ulterior motives none at all Uh, i think he called him elite or used the word elite to describe him at least three times today not an exaggeration he also
3: he also had something to the effect of you you know when you start comparing him to to brady look I, i know you can get a get ahead of yourself but also similar to Brady, he just yep. he just he's just uh, nifty, guys. He's just nifty, nifty. <laughs> nifty. So, baby Brady or not,
1: yes, pressuring Joe Burrow up the middle feels like <laughs> the way to do it. This is a weakness in the offensive line that we did not see exploited by the Buffalo Bills. But the Buffalo Bills don't have Chris Jones.
3: Hey, and, Matt, Matt, Matt Milano got a sack.
1: Well, listen just here, saying, Matt coming
3: through the middle. Just hey, this, saying, this
1: podcast's favorite defender in football, Matt Milano. Matt
3: Milano Where you at, baby?
1: But Nate's Troy Aikman, Matt Milano. (laughs) But even if the Bengals completely key in on Chris Jones and say, hey, we just cannot let this dude beat us. We got to make somebody else win those matchups. That alone, I mean, that is the gravity of an elite defender. And then it becomes, hey, if if Frank Clark and and George Karloftis and Colin Saunders all have big plays in this game because Chris Jones is getting quadruple teamed, I'm going to give Chris Jones credit for that. This is not about how many literal sacks he records, but the, the position where he literally lines up and the position that he figuratively finds himself in, in terms of where the Bengals might be a little bit exploitable here where the defense could get the upper hand. It just feels like that's one matchup where if if Chris Jones just dominates it, my feelings about the game in its entirety would shift in a very pro Chiefs direction. And if Chris Jones is just not impactful, or he's washed out and the rest of the guys can't do anything about it, it sends me very significantly in the Bengals' direction. And regardless, this game will be used in the Chris Jones discourse. I'm not saying that gives you carte blanche where if he doesn't get a sack, the discourse has to get worse because we can have, we'll still have Seth to chart the snaps regardless.
3: Yeah. What yeah if, but, what, what, but I what think, if, it, boy, it, just hinges, it hinges so heavily on, on Chris Jones right now. What, what if Chris Jones gets three pass breakups like he did in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl victory? Right. The, you're, uh, you're talking impact. Impact. Yep, yes. Absolutely. Yes. You're, absolutely. Yes. you're talking yes. impact. So here's, impact here's, as a whole.
2: Here's a, here's a great way of, of thinking about it. Um, or just noting what's actually occurred in each game. In the first time they played um, last year, right? Jones dominated that matchup dominated it, was pressuring. He he had multiple hits. I, I think he collected a sack. um He he dominated that matchup in a very real way. The Chiefs ended up losing because the Bengals still put up a lot of points because Jamar Chase did some superhuman things. The Chiefs had some tackling issues. You know, a bunch of stuff happened, right? But Jones had a dominant game that affected the game in a very real way. Chris Jones had two sacks in yeah. that game. He, he was huge in that game in the fact that the Bengals didn't score more. Then in the, the AFC Championship, the Bengals devoted a ton of attention to him and Joey Burrow slipped out of his grasp twice. Mm-hmm. Which, hey, credit to Joey Burrow. And I also, what I always say to people, so you're not mad at the rest of the pass rushers who weren't even anywhere <laughs> near him? It's like being mad at Patrick Mahomes for losing in the AFC Championship. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of yeah. like, hey, Chris wait Jones, a minute. It's
3: elephant in the room, some would say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, some
2: would say. And that's the funny thing <laughs> hey, is people don't even realize hey. it's the same logic.
3: Hey, 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 Ben Neiman! If, if he's out of, if he's out of the pocket, go, go, on take him. Go, go yeah, on go. And, go, yeah, go, go and take don't. him. Oh. Don't stay on your man. Don't. It's, no, it's, that, that, there that, are, that there are defenders behind you. There are no defenders between <laughs> you and the quarterback. I, that is that something been that a punt. we that is something we haven't probably talked about enough. Is that yes for the elephant in the room that is Chris Jones missing a sack twice. Um, it's also that, um, A, Ben Neiman was on the field instead of Willie Gay, who, by the way, didn't play well earlier in the game because he, what? He missed tackles. And, B, Ben Neiman not thinking, I don't know, it's tough. Things happen fast. They do. These these are all professional athletes. But Ben Neiman treated it like it was a third and 10 to 12 instead of a third and six.
2: Yep. And Um, and imagine
3: and it was a third and six.
2: Imagine how different the discourse is surrounding Chris Jones if Burrow has to throw that away. And he did the exact same thing. That's what gets frustrating for me about like defensive players. It's it's like, you know, judging a quarterback when the ball gets dropped. But I do think you are right, this game will matter. For the Chris Jones discourse because say whatever we want to say that he should have had more of an impact in the AFC Championship or maybe he did, but it was kind of a silent impact, whatever. He was not particularly impactful this last game where the Bengals did a good job sliding protection his way constantly, Were getting the held, ball out fast.
3: Where they held this man on nearly a third of the snaps. I am yeah. not joking. With oh
2: yeah, no, the they field. they wanted to see what they could get away with too. And that's, you know, that's part of it. Jones gets held a lot. Elite players do. But like, you know, this is a chance for him to he deserves more credit than he gets for those first two games. Um, but this last one, you know, they they had a great game plan for we are not afraid of anyone except Chris Jones. Right. Um, And that's how that game went. You know what I mean? And so I, I just it's going to be really interesting because there are a lot of guys. You, you know who else has a lot at stake? One Thornhill. Mm hmm. Who quietly busted a couple of coverages against the Jags, and then also not so quietly had a couple of incredible pass breakups. So I, I don't know, man. There's a lot. There's a lot <laughs> going on here.
1: It's, it's, hey. The reason
2: I go legacy
1: game on the terminology there is because of, of this show's um, well earned pro Chris Jones agenda. Where I think a legacy game me, to me means one uh, Thornhill has a lot of writing on the game. Chris Jones could a little bit of an exaggeration. Chris Jones could win this game. That, yeah. That's sort of the angle that I'm coming at it with. And yes, now, of course, by saying that out loud, I have planted a seed in people's heads that could now end with him having zero sacks, 94 pressures, and the rest of the defense just lays down at the snap, and then we're still going to have to hear about the playoff sack thing. But <laughs> I, I say it with a little excitement and maybe a little hesitation just because, you know, big game and
2: whatnot. Yep. There's a lot at stake here. There's a lot of legacy stuff going on for for multiple guys on both sides of the ball um one thing i don't want people to lose track of before a really big game is this is the fifth year guys yeah it's crazy every year we went i had never seen the chiefs win a playoff game Mm -hmm. until well i I guess I, i vaguely remembered it happening during the joe montana era at a vague memory of it, and that was right before the Bills shellacked them. And then the Andy Reid era came. They finally won a playoff game. You remember that? The 25-year drought? hmm And they finally won against Houston, a terrible team. <laughs> and, it was, and they were terrible, too. And now a playoff win is like a given every year, and it's awesome. That's one thing. The second thing is, no, that really was the only thing. I don't remember the second thing. That's that's it. I've been working too much, but no, it's I'm excited. Oh, the second thing is, this was not supposed to be the Chiefs' year, Mm -hmm. and here they are again. It's it's such a cool testament to the power of Patrick Mahomes, the power of Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones. They really they're a team of three superstars, and a myriad of other pieces around them, and that's it's a cool thing that they've done that. To your
1: point on the playoff front, it's funny because you, you mentioned it earlier and I thought about this. I just I just deleted that Steelers game literally last year. I just deleted that from my mind shortly after it happened because it was in the Bills and the Bengals after that. That Steelers game is totally irrelevant to my life and memory. <laughs> that, that was a playoff game, a playoff game that the Chiefs won, which was a thing that hadn't happened in my lifetime until Andy Reid got the town. And it's just, yeah, footnote, total footnote b- until the real heavyweight fights came around. Th- that that really is incredible. <sighs> so the Chiefs scored 42 points in each of those two games.
3: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there's no, there's no, there's no, um, we don't know if Juan is going to be on the team next season. mm mm-hmm. um, You know, we don't know how these rookies... In a rematch, talk about from the cornerback standpoint, how they're going to how they're going to handle the physicality and obviously the excellent speed and and leaping ability of Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Um, Justin Reed made it a point to say nothing yesterday at the podium, but they acquired him specifically for this game so that he would perform better than Tyron Matthew did last season in this mm. game yeah who knows about Colin Saunders who's had the best season of his career so far um it's it's quite telling to know that the Bengals are not afraid Um, and the Chiefs might have to exercise some demons, particularly in the fourth quarter on Sunday. Um, This is a former champion with some different players um, who have signed up for such a task, being able to um, overcome the mental scars that are there. Um, and at least the beauty for them is that it's not in the form of another team. It's, it's in the form of a team that has beaten them three straight times. Um, you know, Harrison Bucker is going to try to kick a football, mm-hmm. potentially 50 yards through an, through some uprights in minus, in, in, in less than 20 degree weather. Um, because his season has been anything but smooth, but there'll probably be a point in the second half where it's like, I don't know, 14 degrees outside and they might need him to make a 45, 55, 50 yard field goal. Like who, who's to know how this is all going to go. And then of course, can Patrick Mahomes get rhythm quickly, um, build upon it and then you know inject even more energy even more life even more belief into his teammates based on how he plays early on Sunday um this is this is why i love championship week because it is the hardest game of the year against someone who pretty much knows you right and the the super bowl is the whole goal is to get to the Super Bowl. You can't win it if you can't get there. But for both of these two teams, that has been the goal from 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 the start of training camp. And it's, this is going to be the hardest game of the season, potentially. Um, and usually that's the case, and that's why I love Championship Week so much, because it's four teams who all deserve to go to the Super Bowl, and only two can go.
1: So how are you guys feeling? We're in prediction territory.
2: Oh boy. I would love it if one of you went first. <laughs> <laughs> I um.
3: Well, do you want me to? Do you want me to do what I've what I've done in these situations before, which is read my own copy?
1: Yes, I love that. <laughs> yes, I, I I love the Nate read along.
3: Um, guys, this is this is going to be uh if you're if you're listening to this Thursday, this will be in the Athletic, I believe on. Friday, it is a lovely uh, Beat Writer Roundtable with me and, uh, and Paul Dietner Jr., So, uh, who covers the Bengals for us, along with, with Jay uh, Morrison. Um, so excited to see those guys. Um, here we go. This is my prediction um, that we'll be in The Athletic. Now I'm quoting myself. This is hilarious. Quote! Even with Mahomes' toughness and usual heroics, the Bengals' explosive offense and disciplined defense might still be too powerful in this matchup. The Bengals are on a 10-game winning streak, which I would like to remind Chiefs fans, they're on a 10-game winning streak! And they deserve to be trusted, even in Arrowhead. This game should be another close one. Bengals 27, Chiefs 23.
1: Now I'm wondering. I'm wondering what Seth's motives are, and I thought I knew what they were, but I'm in a concerning place now. Where? Well, I'm fr- I'm afraid about how this show ends. Here's you I, know what, Seth, you can go last. Why don't you go last now? I would Big love baby. to go last. Oh man, now Nate, the only options here are either that we're gonna have a sweep or Seth's gonna really try to make us sound bad. So here's my here's my runway. I won't quote myself. I'll uh, I'll speak from the heart. To any future employees, current employees in the future, I guess, from now as we record this, any employees of the Kansas City Chiefs PR department media looking along for um, maybe clips writing the Chiefs off for social media videos sometime after they go to the AFC championship game? No, 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 no. I would like to specifically say you do not have my permission to use this clip. (laughs) You are not allowed to take this out of context and put it in a TikTok or whatever. I will write a very strongly worded letter to Matt McMullen if this happens to me. I say this out of love for Matt McMillan. (laughs) Yes. What up, Matt? I I know that if I wrote him a strongly worded letter, he would respond to it in the kindest possible way. I really wanted to pick the Chiefs this time. A a fully healthy Mahomes probably lets me do it. A a little more faith that they're going to be able to solve some of the weird stuff the Bengals might throw at them offensively. Maybe a little more faith that the Pass catchers and some of these guys that haven't had as big of a role as I kind of wanted to see. It could be recently Kadarius Tony, which obviously that's me getting greedy, but it could be Tony or Skymore or or what exactly MVS is asked to do. Uh, all of this to me is is through gritted teeth and like my my hands covering my eyes because I I really don't think this is going to be some sort of blowout, but I just haven't. And, and Nate, you I guess you've already given your prediction, and maybe this speaks to what you have not haven't seen. I haven't seen Patrick Mahomes push off his back foot and throw a dart 20 yards downfield, nor have I seen him throw a bomb 40 yards downfield being able to drive off that foot right now.
3: The, the arm is not the issue. The issue Correct. is changing directions, and the issue is what if there are two defenders coming at him from opposite directions or... What if there's, I don't know, let me look at the flip card here real quick. What if Logan Wilson's chasing him? And I just that, that, that I, that's what we won't know until Sunday.
1: And that's part of it. And for me, I'm not worried about the arm, but I am worried about like head to toe mechanics just because I know that he's got he even mentioned it, which I thought was hilarious like his kind of wonky mechanics already probably make him more likely to survive an injury like this than most quarterbacks. I think that's absolutely reasonable. I'm totally here for that. And I think we're going to get some Mahomes moments in this game. I really do. But in a spot where I'm having to pick a score, I think you said 27, 24, which is too bad. Cause I think that's what I was going with earlier today for eight, 10, but I, I think we're going to see, I'll say 27-26, and I don't know what combination it takes to get to 26, and it doesn't matter. Somebody will miss a kick or whatever.
3: Yeah, you're but setting Harrison Bucker up for failure.
1: I'm not. Or, or for, he doesn't have, I don't have anything to do with Harrison Bucker. Don't for blame him on me. But that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now with absolutely zero confidence in my own voice. But I, I, I'll say that the Bengals go back-to-back back ever so narrowly and virtually nothing would surprise me in this game. So this is uh, once again not financial advice. Seth, where you at?
2: Well, it's unfortunate, guys. Um, I I don't want to disappoint anyone, and and I, mean, I, I hate, still don't know where he's going, Nate. And I hate to. Make it sounds like he's preparing for that. a bit. And the last thing that I want to do is is is. Is have people not be hopeful because you know, I, I try to analyze things as best I can, and that's why it's really tough for me <laughs> to tell our listeners, yeah, that Josh and yeah. Nate are full thought. of crap and that's don't what know what they're talking about. Yeah, abandon is, all hope, ye who listen to Josh and Nate. This is fair. Here's what I'll tell you guys. <clears throat> I'm quoting the esteemed Warren Sharp here. I figured since I threw one guy I kind of like actually under the bus today, I'm going to just plug someone else's. You know why? Because I'm choosing which information to think about. <laughs> 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 Burroughs Bengals are 3-0 versus Patrick Mahomes' Chiefs. But the Chiefs have led by 18, 14, and 7 points in each of these games. Have never trailed entering the fourth quarter. They've trailed for an average of 15 minutes in each game. They trailed for an average of seven minutes, 52 seconds in the second half, which means for 23 minutes, they were awake. They were winning. They were awake. They were winning. Well, Seth, what about when the game ended? You're absolutely right. They lost all three of those games. You're not wrong. Every one of those games was a coin flip. Every one of them. They are Tyreek Hill not boxing out on a deep throw from winning or Patrick Mahomes just not playing the one of the worst halves of his life from winning (laughs) they are in in the very first matchup they are one tackle from winning that game that very first time last year AFC championship game you are one of any five to ten to fifteen plays from winning that game and earlier this year in week 13 the Chiefs in the fourth quarter leading by four in a game where they actually moved the ball pretty well got the ball to midfield and Travis Kelsey fumbled That's it. The Bengals have won the turnover battle. I think it's three to one in these games. And they've won between two really good teams because the Bengals are a really good team. And if you make more mistakes than a really good team, you're making it really hard to win. And that's how you lose three in a row. Here's another thing. (laughs) uh, Mr. His home dogness. That's right. We're using Dirk's current Twitter name. I saw something that I actually surprised me. Tackling this idea that Lou say his last name for me, Nate. Big Lou Annarumo. Anarumo. that Big Lou Anarumo and the Bengals have the Chiefs' offenses numbers. Casey's offense in the three losses of Cincinnati yards per play six point three two points per drive two point eight two. Would you guys like to know the numbers for the Chiefs in the twenty twenty two season in which they led the NFL? Yes, yards per play. 6.42, 0.06 better than those two losses to the Bengals. 0.06 yards per play. Points per drive, 2.76. That's less than the points per drive they average against the Bengals. I personally was shocked by that because I've really kind of bought into this idea. Man, lose kind of had their number. Really, the pressure's on Spags. Can you hold this team On one or two drives, when it really counts, can they put together a full game? And I think they haven't done it three times in a row. I don't think it's a fourth time in a row. I think the Chiefs win, and I think they win by a touchdown. Okay. Oh, here's my last question for you guys.
1: What's I want to get your like confidence interval? Like, if it's you know, a game is 100%. And like, yeah. you know, I was, um, I was how
2: confident I am in that opinion. I was like, 90.
1: Wait, wait. I was, I was 98% sure the Chiefs would beat the Colts, right? That's the, as a, you know, a 2% chance that the Colts would win, right? That's the, that's the good slam dunk game. Where are you guys at on, on this one? What's your, what's your split for our respective picks?
2: I'll go first this time. I okay. That. I am 51% confident.
0: That's what <laughs> I was going to say. It's a strong opinion weekly
2: held.
1: Yes. <laughs> mine
3: is a weak opinion weekly held. <laughs> um, I just think Chiefs fans need to really acknowledge that they are equally talented, if not even more talented than you are. Yep. And I don't want to get into a Branded Bean speech, but dog, the roster's pretty great over there. And um, I know a lot of people don't hold Zach Taylor to high esteem, mm-hmm. but I do uh agree with him with this. Why would we ever let him have the ball? Are you saying we have the ball with the ability to run the clock out in the two regular season games? Then we going to do that. We're going to do whatever it takes to not give him the ball. Um, and then in overtime, hey, we got the ball near midfield, we got to get a field goal. We cannot let him get the ball back. Um, so at least Zach Taylor understands who he's playing against. Yep. And some of y'all coaches don't act like that. Um, <laughs> so... They are you might not be their equal.
1: Is that the end of your message? I thought for sure that was a comma, not a period. That's a boy, that's a dark message to go out
3: on. I just I don't know I you you asked me confidence like yep. In terms of percentage, yeah, I mean, I it's close. It's it's going to be really close. I I think you can make a prediction, and it it's understandable and appropriate for whichever team you believe is going to win for those particular reasons. Um, I guess I'm at around forty to forty five percent. Um, you know, in I guess in favor for the Chiefs. So I'm saying you know, mm-hmm. fifty five to to sixty for the Bengals. Is their quarterback healthier? Is their quarterback playing excellent football? Like. Are there weapons comparable, if not perhaps better? Uh, mostly because they play, you know, together. Um, McColl's coming up through an injury. You know, wh- who knows? Um, like Joe Mixon's been established. Uh, <laughs> Rajay Poinwine was really good in the last game. Um, you got to win up front on both sides, so that 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 may be the equalizer. But I don't know. I'm, I'm giving you know 60 percent to the Bengals, forty to for the chiefs. I mean, it's just, it's a tight game and I'm not going to be surprised with either team winning. Maybe why they won will be surprising. And that's sort of the beauty of the sport too, because it's a one game, you know, fight for your season. But no, man, like I'm, I'm smart enough to recognize how good the Bengals are. Mm -hmm. And maybe in the past, I, I just defaulted to obviously what the chiefs have done over the course of these five years. Um, but the sport is designed for someone like Cincinnati to come along, just like the chiefs were just like, just, just like the league is designed for the chiefs to come along and have their run. We'll see how long they sustain it. Um, actually sustaining your run is the rarity, not the, not the, not the, not the usual path.
1: All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, two thirds of this podcast, leaning Bengals, one third of this podcast. Enormously confident in the Chiefs. Is what I, mean, I couldn't
3: heard be. I mean, just Seth. just oozing of. Like I mean, so, are you saying Seth said uh, Chiefs win in the same uh, tone, demeanor, and intimidation as Willie Gay said uh, earlier today <laughs> that there was nothing that impressed him about the uh, the Bengals what, offense?
2: What's that muscle like behind your shoulder called? Like the one on the top of your back? Are those your yeah. traps? Traps, yeah. man. Willie Gay Jr. has got like, you remember Venom, Spider-Man's arch nemesis. (laughs) That's like, he's got some Venom traps. I do not have the same amount of confidence as Willie Gay Jr. has traps, but I've got some confidence. I I just don't, it's hard to beat a team four times in a row. And, and it's, the ball has bounced their way a few times. You know, this is a silly sport where the ball is not round. As a great man once said, and had Kelsey's fumble bounced up into his hands instead of right to a defender. Maybe now, maybe we're talking about a little differently. So we'll see how it goes. By the way, shout out to Dorothy for the awesome cross-stitch. Incredible. Yeah. One of us needs to tweet that out soon because it rules. It, it absolutely rules. And thank you so much. But uh, yeah, I'm confident. And, I, and plus, one of us has to go that way. And I'm glad it's me because this way, if the Chiefs win, I'm doubly happy. Because I am going to walk into this next podcast like oh, Conor like a, McGregor,
3: yeah, on a just a,
2: or I mean, it's just it's gonna be brutal, my friends. We
3: we have we have set you up to do uh, the Lord's work, as they say, Seth. <laughs>
1: yeah. and and either way, we'll be back on Monday with a podcast. Hopefully, it's talking about how right Seth was. Uh, but look, Seth has less confidence than Millie Gays traps, and uh, I have about as much confidence as Seth's traps. So, um. With that being said, that'll do it for this edition of Times R's. A total unnecessary side swipe to Seth's traps. Uh, you can uh, check out Seth's work, mnchiefsfan.substack.com for the Chief in the North newsletter. Uh, Nate has just been a content machine on athleticcom slash Times R's there if you are not already a subscriber. And uh, with that being said, we'll talk to you on Monday. Nate, take us into the AFC Championship game.
3: I just I just want people to know that I love this game. It's going to be excellent. And just know that regardless of what he does or how he plays or what the final stats will say in the box score, um, Patrick Mahomes continues to be the franchise quarterback that just about every franchise wants. Maybe not those in Cincinnati, um, but... I think what you're going to hear, what you're going to see, probably what you're going to feel Sunday is um, the Terrell Owens meme in just the Mm. most sincere (laughs) manner. Um, Because he's doing something incredibly dangerous. But it will... It will garner the amount of admiration that I believe will be um, more that will be more than what he did in in the second Super Bowl. That to this day is still the most amazing performance that he has ever put together. And now you're giving him pretty much an even worse adverse situation. So before the game, um, during the game, and I think really after the game, I think everyone will probably uh, come away from this with, with the emotion that Terrell Owens had about Tony Romo where they're just gonna say that's my quarterback and whether the season ends Sunday or continues um, he is he is exactly what the sport or, you know what the sport aspires from and he is exactly uh, what the fan base has has wanted really uh, since it's ever been in Kansas City it's the more I think about what he's going to try to do it, it, does, it is flabbergasted <laughs> So, um, I expect a lot of people to I expect my Twitter on Sunday to be a lot of Terrell Owens now that I've said this out loud. Hmm. <sighs>